Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome back to the LMBE podcast. I'm Mike Rispoli, and what in the hell am I going to bitch about today? <laughs> so here's kind of the deal. I probably recorded a podcast like 10 times, and I decided not to use it this week. I figured it was just because I was overthinking things, and quite frankly, I didn't really even know what I truly was going to try and say. I had something down, but nothing really felt right. But my friend Casey once told me that when it comes to things like this, people want more of you and not less of you. And you know what? I figured this week I would kind of give you that. I had some things go down this week and the content kind of wrote itself. So I'll just give this a shot and go from there. But I mean, Jesus Christ, did anybody else this week just say, hey, you know, we're just going to fuck them in the ass and hold the loop because that's exactly what fucking happened to me. So I work for this company and the company hasn't really been doing as well as it should have been. And what ended up happening was we had to make some cuts and I was lucky enough where I didn't get fired. Um, I didn't get let go, but my company decided to put me to part time instead of full time. But you know what? Like to their credit, they're actually working with me to make sure that I'm not totally screwed over. So my CEO isn't actually your typical corporate jerk off. Like if he really wanted to, he could have just said, hey, we need to cut costs. So fuck you. You're gone. So I actually really appreciate the fact that he just didn't fire me and he just said, hey, we need to just kind of cut your hours so we can kind of figure things out. But it's just that given what my company's industry is, we're in a tough market right now and shit just ends up happening. And I will admit that I was one of the luckier ones in my company. Now, I don't know what happened to everybody, but here's what I can say. You know all those memes where it's like, oh, first week of work, incredibly helpful, and then one year of work, fire me, I fucking dare you? Well, here's some genuine advice. Don't test them because <laughs> they'll fucking do it. They'll fire you and there's no question. And if it means that they'll get rid of you just to cut some costs, then most places won't even think twice. So anyone out there with a job, just be thankful for what you have. Now, I actually kind of knew that something like this might happen in my line of work. So I've actually been applying to other companies left and right. And as much as they say that companies are urgently hiring... It really must not be that fucking urgent if all I keep getting are rejection letters. <laughs> Gee, thanks a lot, Biden. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> but I think that the other reality is that we're kind of in the definition of an employer market right now. And the issue is that even though companies are urgently hiring, they can choose to be really selective over who they hire. Plus, the unemployment rate, I want to say right now, is at what, 3.7%, which honestly might sound surprising considering all the massive layoffs from all those big tech companies. But you know what? Like usually a low unemployment rate is the sign of a healthy economy because more people are employed and the more employment means that there's more money. But the downside to having a low employment rate also means that in order for companies to retain their workers, workers are now going to ask for a higher wage because why work here when I can work over there and I can make more money over there. But what we're ultimately seeing is that for every job opening, there's like two candidates. So employers get to be a little bit more picky with who they select. So let's talk a little bit about things that I think I know anything about. I mean, I could be a total idiot, but I think that given the natural trajectory of the economy, low unemployment rates do tend to be a sign of an oncoming recession. During periods of low unemployment, recruiters and hiring managers tend to have a harder time finding workers. So as a response, this then forces companies to offer higher wages to make their job opportunities look way more enticing and that contributes to inflation, because in order for companies to account for their higher wages that they're paying, they then have to raise prices. So as a way to counteract this, the Fed will then raise their interest rates to make sure that these prices don't get too out of hand. 
So then borrowing becomes a little bit more pricey and ultimately that lowers the economic activity. But what's wild to me is that in 2019, that was the first year that we saw employment earnings drop. And if a majority of these people tend to be in the middle class, then why is nobody actually fighting for the middle class? I mean, I know that this is a really redundant question, but honestly, why is nobody truly fighting for the middle class if the middle class are the biggest contributors to the economy as a whole? I mean, all these politicians say, oh, we're fighting for the middle class, we're fighting for the middle class. But that middle class seems to become smaller and smaller with every passing year. So if anybody was truly fighting for the middle class, why does it continuously seem to dwindle? I mean, it truly seems that nowadays the only real way that anybody can truly get ahead is by just trying to do your own thing and making your own money. Because at the end of the day, a corporation is going to cut you in order to help them. Like, they only want what's best for them and what's in their pockets. They don't necessarily give a fuck about you. Now, I'm actually on the better side of things because my boss actually does care and he doesn't want to see me totally go. And he's working with me because he said, I'm not totally sure what your situation is and this won't be a long term solution. But you know what I get to say is that at least I still have a job and I'm still getting paid. But what does that say about the person who had to get let go? Truly, at the end of the day, it really comes down to what's in the big boss's wallet. Like, they're not just cutting costs for the company. They're also cutting costs because they want to make sure that they can sustain their quote-unquote style of living. They don't necessarily 100% give a shit about you. So at the end of the day, why would you try and work under somebody who has no problem trying to undercut you while you're just trying to make it ahead in life? And you're not going to do that by working under somebody else. I mean, honestly, why would you allow a corporation to dictate what they feel your worth is? Oh, well, your industry rates is blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't give a fuck. How do you know that I'm actually not better than that? And that's part of the reason why I'm trying to do this podcast, because you know what? Well, right now, this podcast doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I'm only two episodes in. But who the hell knows how much this can grow and where I could take it? I mean, I'm truly stepping outside of my comfort zone here. But you know what? If you don't put yourself out there, you never know what you might achieve. Like most of us got sucked into going to college and that in itself makes it hard to achieve your dreams unless you're like an OnlyFans chick or something like that. <laughs> and you know, I'm not saying that going to college is a total dream killer because for a lot of us, college is the dream. Like you want to go to college and get that degree to get that great job. But I also don't think that we fully understand how much college can also set us back. And I'm just talking about the financial standpoint. I'm not talking necessarily about the social stuff or like what it could do to help you further your career based on the connections you make, but it is totally crazy. I'm hearing students of having like over a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, just going straight into life with that. And then these corporations don't give salaries that can help pay back those loans, let alone for students to live comfortably once they're out of college. I mean, these kids, they can barely afford rent. What in the fuck makes you think that they're going to be able to pay back all those loans with all these high ass interest rates? Now, I mean, if you major in something totally stupid that you know for a fact you're going to make no money in, then you actually have no right to fucking complain. But for those of us who actually major in something legit and then are able to find a job after they graduate, boomers literally get so pissed off at the fact that kids nowadays tend to be like living with their parents a little bit longer. But it's only for the fact that they can't afford anything once they're out in the real world after college. Like most of these kids will most likely end up being in the middle class. So if these kids can't pay for anything, then what the hell do you expect them to do? Trust me, it's not like they want to live at home. These loans already put kids into debt and then you tack on anything for a credit card that would also contribute to debt. And these people are only paying off what the interest is because that's all they can afford. 
So then that affects their credit scores, which then affects the housing market. Because you can't buy a house if you don't have good credit, despite the fact that you actually need to make six figures in order to even qualify to even buy a house. We've just become so accustomed to everybody needing a stupid college diploma because that's quote unquote the only way that you're going to make it in this world is by getting this diploma so then you can go and get a corporate job that we forget that universities are also a business and most likely took advantage of this and said, hey, our subpar education is now 40000 a semester, but you have to take it because you have no choice anymore. So I don't know. I mean, it's really wild to me. I remember being in high school and when I was in high school, I was when I was 17, I had a civics teacher that said, you know, when I was your age, the question was, are you going to college? Not where are you going to college? And that's taken on this total philosophy nowadays. Like now it's almost expected that you're just immediately going to go into college straight after high school graduation. And I think if we really want to get the middle class back to where it is, then the fight is with these institutions. And you know what? The institution fight is not about what should be taught in the schools. It's not about if DEI should be forced to be taught to students and have that shit rammed down your throats. No, the true fight is with the institutions and how much they're fucking making us pay for their subpar educations. I swear to God, I literally made it four years of college and basically I learned everything on Wikipedia. I'm going to be completely honest here. I mean, I was also a common history double major, so that's not going to apply to somebody in the STEM classes. But you know what? <laughs> that's your prerogative on whatever you decide you want to take and what you think you want to do with your life. Like, that's all on you. But the fight is not based on what should be taught in schools. The fight is actually how much these schools cost while simultaneously fighting the corporations to pay for better living wages. I mean, all the talk right now is how everybody's just fighting for the minimum wage to increase. But the federal government can't do fucking shit. When are we ever going to learn that? Nothing happens from the federal government. Sometimes it's actually up to you. It, the government is not there to make your fucking life better. The federal government is there just to provide rule, order, and structure. I mean, yeah, the federal government does have a moral obligation on certain areas to make sure that our lives are actually, like, decent. But everybody just fucking wants it on an individual level. Like, you're not going to get what you specifically care about. Like, whatever rules, laws, and regulations there are, it has to appeal to the masses. And you know what? Like everything, not everybody's going to be fucking happy. We're a country of how many fucking people? Like, what, 330 million or something crazy? If you think that all 330 million people are all going to be on the same page with shit, you're completely wrong. And it's because we all come from different facts of life, we all have different personalities, and we all have different things that everybody gives a shit about. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't or should give more or less of a shit than some of these other areas. But when things are just strictly done for an individual purpose, what do you think is going to happen? Nobody cares. The government doesn't give a fuck. The government in itself is a business and they just want to do what's best for them. So if you think the government's going to do what's best for what you think individually, you're wrong. No, we should be trying to fix the fact that college costs way too much and that these corporations that are forcing us to go to college because they need to see that fucking diploma at the end of the day aren't paying us what we are actually worth given the amount of debt that we've accrued. But I don't know. Who the fuck am I to talk about any of this? I know nothing. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, it's not like I'm an economist or a fucking poli-sci person. Like, I don't know anything. Let's be, <laughs> let's be real here. <laughs> But you know what? Speaking of things that I don't give a shit about, did anybody watch the Pro Bowl? Because I sure as hell didn't. 
<laughs> I honestly didn't just think it was totally necessary to watch a bunch of pro athletes participate in a bunch of gym class activities. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. I remember playing flag football when I was in elementary school. Give me a break. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just because I played five football in elementary school doesn't mean I was fucking good at it. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why I'm not getting paid to do that on a professional level like those guys are. So hats off to you guys. But you know, what happened to the days back when the Pro Bowl was actually maybe a legit game? Oh my God, does anybody remember in the 2007 Pro Bowl when Sean Taylor, rest his soul, absolutely obliterated Brian Mormon? <laughs> Oh my gosh, if you haven't seen the clip, I highly recommend that you go and watch it. But essentially, if you haven't seen it, so Brian Mormon gets a fake punt. And since the game was essentially two-hand touch, there were no blockers in front. So Sean Taylor sees this opening and he just fucking decks him. <laughs> I mean, my God. I mean, forget the fact that the game was supposed to just be an exhibition. This is one of the hardest hits I've ever seen, ever. But you know what? I mean, like with that said, I kind of understand why they changed it from being a game to just flag football. Cause I mean, every week for 16 weeks, a football player just gets a total beating. So it totally makes sense why they would want to have one game that was just a little bit low key. I mean, look at what George Kittle said. George Kittle said that going into every football game also means that you're gonna come out in what seems like multiple car wrecks. So I get it. They just wanna have a day just to have fun and recognition in the sport. Meanwhile, showcasing that it's all about me and my skills. I just wanna show off how good I am. And I mean, I just don't understand how with each generation, it seemingly becomes more and more apparent about how egocentric we become. I mean, hell, look at me. I just bitched about myself for the past 10 minutes as if any of you give a shit. <laughs> uh, oh my God, though. I was working at the bar one night and this girl comes up to me and you can tell that she just started working because the light hasn't totally left her eyes yet. And I soon find out that she's like 23 and she starts telling me about her job and how she's going to be running that place. And I'm like, you are just a fresh graduate. Like, what in the fuck do you know? But you know what? I actually remember having that same thought when I was her age. <laughs> I mean, you get your first job at a college and you're just like, you know, one day I'm going to be running this bitch. <laughs> you just think you can run the world. But you know what? Soon. And I'm talking like within a couple weeks here. You start realizing that you actually don't know jack shit about anything. <laughs> you can barely run your life and you think you're going to run that fucking business. <laughs> I mean, call it arrogant, call it entitled, call whatever you want. But you know what it really, truly comes down to? It really comes down to our fucking egos. I mean, you think that just because you went to college, you learned a few things, you made some friends, your social media became a little bit more prominent. So now you think that you're some fucking hotshot. But then one day your boss pulls you aside and says, hey, sorry, but yeah, we can't fucking pay your full salary anymore. And we're going to need to do some cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever you think that your reality is, it can get flipped upside down like a turtle and you're just hoping that something good comes along the way to flip you back right onto your feet. It's really not just a cliche. It's actually a fact of life that life sucks and it always has a way to knock you on your ass. I mean, look at what happened to me this week. But you know what's absolutely crazy? Now, I don't believe in astrology and I don't believe in tarot cards. I don't believe in any of that shit. But I was scrolling through TikTok one day and a tarot card reading came up on my TikTok like, I don't know, like two weeks ago. And 
I actually don't know what compelled me to listen to this, but I stuck around and I just remember that it said two people are having a conversation and that this conversation could totally change the direction of your career and that it could send you to all these new heights that you just didn't even know that you were capable of. And you know what? It's really weird, too, because I had also like just gotten home from church. And yes, unlike most of you fucking heathens out there, I actually do attend church. But at that point, I'm sitting in church and I do remember just being like, you know, things just don't really seem to be going the way that I had hoped right now. And this was before the current work news that I had. And it was even before I put out my first episode to this podcast. But things just didn't really seem to be going my way. But I remember being in church just being like, can you just give me some sort of a sign? Because I was just kind of feeling lost in my career. I was kind of feeling lost where I was in life at the time. So when I finally mustered up enough courage to finally put out my first episode of this podcast, I actually saw a cardinal sitting on one of the branches on a tree outside of my window. And I took that to be my sign. In that moment, I started to wonder if me seeing that TikTok and now currently with what's going on in my job, like is podcasting actually supposed to be the path that I take as I try and figure things out? I mean, say what you want, but to me, that's just way too many coincidences that are lining up one after the other. But you know what the honest to God truth is? It wasn't the first time that something like this has happened. Like I remember when I was a senior in college, me and this girl broke up, which was really hard at the time. And I didn't have an official job lined up for after I graduated, and I didn't have anywhere to live besides moving back home with my parents, so things just kind of felt tough. So then one weekend, after a pretty hard night of partying on a Saturday night, I just randomly woke up super early on a Sunday. And I mean, when I say early, it was like 10 o'clock, but that was early for me back then. Hell, (laughs) it's early for me now, if I'm being honest. But I just like magically woke up on that Sunday, and something compelled me to go and take a visit to church. And you know, at that point, I pretty much neglected my faith. Like, I never went to church. It wasn't really something I thought about. It was just something, like, I I just didn't care about it as much at the time. But I was feeling down, and I was like, you know what? Maybe this is something that I should revisit, considering I just felt compelled to go and do it. So after I went to church on that Sunday, the following, like, Wednesday was when I got my only job offer for me to start right after I graduated. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty interesting. So I went to church again the following week. And then a couple days after I went that following week, I actually got my first apartment. So, you know, I kind of feel like I'm at that same point right now. I mean, I've applied to jobs, but nothing is fully stuck. I'm currently in this situation with my current employer. And yeah, you know, I mean, I know what I can do in my field, but you know, I don't truly know what I really want to do in life in general. But you know what? I actually think that's okay. Because you never truly know like what God or if you're not religious, like what the universe truly has in store for you and what better opportunities might come your way or what might lead you to finding whatever it is that you truly want to do in life. And, you know, I think that's kind of a good spot for us to end on. Hopefully you guys enjoyed what you heard or maybe you just fucking thought I rambled on forever about nothing. But you know what? I'm still working on this. But, you know, as I grow as a podcaster, then hopefully these episodes also grow a little bit stronger. But right now, it's all just a work in progress. But alright guys, that's all I had to say today, so I'm out. Send this to a friend, give me a rating, write up a review, and I'll catch up with you next week.